0: Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who would have instantly been charged with criminal negligence if Tamagotchis had actually been alive, talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids, and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I am Felix Slater. And I'm Jordan Stratton. What do you mean Tamagotchis weren't alive? Oh, they loved me back. Oh, baby child. They loved me back. Sweet, sweet baby Jordan. They they were. To their dying day, they they loved me back.
1: Just covered
0: in poop. Had you. How many Tamagotchis (laughs) did you let die on your watch? Countless, countless, yeah, countless. I, I think mine showed up dead, like, like the little egg. And <laughs> daddy, then it just, it's broken. Just a dead Tamagotchi. Like, what do I? Oh, we need batteries. We'll get them next week. Like, oh, this is just a weird looking keychain thing. Like oh, that was that was to power of the life support. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, Tamagotchi's like they were they were sold out for months. Yeah, and there were like all, a bunch of off brands. I actually don't know if I if I had a legitimate Tamagotchi. I think mm. I had one of the off brands. What was I it? A, it was two. a Nano. Was oh, that one? Yeah, the Nano. I think I had one and, of those. Like they pooped and they, yeah. they did everything. Oh, they did everything except for live more than two weeks. <laughs> Wait, could you actually get them to live longer than two know. weeks? Had you know. been like a? I'm a trying to remember now. They, did they start as an egg? I thought they always started as an egg, and then like you would get like a notification that it was about to hatch. Like or you had something. do something to the egg. You had to inc- it, press the incubate button. You had <laughs> sit sit <laughs> to physically sit on it. <laughs> and a thermometer built in. It felt if it was under the, one of your butt cheeks. It New. It <laughs> switched cheeks time. and it vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> and I named mine Sweet Cheeks because I switched cheeks. It's Appropriate. And then it was born, but today we're not talking about cheeks. No, we're not talking about tamagotchis. We're not talking about digital pets or nanos mm. or any of those things. As real or as fake as we imagine they were, hmm. but we're we're close. We are pretty close. Yeah. Today we're talking about imagination. Hand gestures. Yeah, you have included. to hand gesture. That the more you know, arc with the star. Yep. Imagination. Imagination, which is a an interesting topic because not. All adults actively use their imagination. That is, that is true. We are we are a rarity we are. in the adult world in that we have to use our imagination quite frequently. We get to use we our imagination. We get to. It's a dang pleasure. <laughs> it really is. But like, it's also very taxing and can be very frustrating. Too. It's almost, yeah, it's like, uh, right now, you, be creative. Do, do this. Do something. Be funny. Creative. Yeah. Yeah. that works (laughs) that was funny it's never not funny farts uh, (laughs) poop jokes they're always funny always classic yeah first pick never won't be (laughs) um you know the movies and tv shows and the things that we watch the the writers who come up with that stuff have to actively engage their imaginations they have to come up with those things and there's a part of my brain that lights up when it comes to the behind the scenes peek into that world yeah and to, I'm not necessarily inundated with that world, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I kind of am. There's I, something it's super. There's something super romantic about it, and you know, I, I some days I like the idea of it more than I actually like slogging <laughs> through it to find you know that gem, the thing that I'm chasing throughout the day, right? You know, but those first that first twenty minutes, thirty minutes when I'm doing writing exercises because I can't think of anything, mm-hmm. that's that's when it feels like a slog. You're like. Yeah. Uh, some someone just went to a cubicle today and they're getting paid and they're being successful just by sitting there <laughs> yeah but see i can't on the flip but side I, of what it is, you and I do like a nightmare i couldn't imagine that and i've had jobs like that <laughs> oh i have too and when you're stuck in a job like that when you have a, an active imagination like i do like we do that's when it turns that's when it, it shows up the yeah. most is yeah. when you're sitting there doing that work that you don't want to do and you're forced to sit there and crunch numbers or paint houses. No offense to people who are accountants or painters. No, you I remember love it. I mean, my first job, I think I said this last episode, was was washing pots and pans in a in a college cafeteria. Ooh. But I would do that for three or four hours straight. Mm. And the things I would dream about. Oh my god! Would let's dive into that a little bit. Let's. Do you want to do that or do you want to go earlier uh, and uh, talk about little children? Okay, we're gonna put a pin. Boink, put in that into pin. That on. I want to know. Now. What do I want to know. <laughs> Can you show me? <laughs> that's that's what you did while you watched this. You're just watching pots and dancing. singing. So, Tarzan <laughs> is a great imaginative film. Um, Phil Collins Phil? is the best. Is Phil Collins washing dishes? <laughs> <laughs> he's got no jacket because it's not required. He's, he's wearing a loincloth. <laughs> he is Tarzan. He actually is he Tarzan. Is. Um yeah, imagination as a kid, I feel like I was a fairly imaginative child. I feel like most kids generally are. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's something you <clears throat> kind of stifle as you get older. Right. Because it's usually beaten out of you by <laughs> Stop teachers. <that. laughs> Stop daydreaming. Yeah. Uh, pay attention to mm-hmm. the standardized testing because we need the money things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Um but yeah, it just it it generally is something that we grow out of because we have to, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And I love that Pablo Picasso quote that says that all children are born artists and uh it, as we grow older it's our job to remain one. There's that childlike <coughs> imagination. Mm-hmm. I mean that people artists wish they could have again. Right. Because <laughs> we're forcing these dang boxes. <laughs> even when i had to work uh even when i had to work those like the jobs i didn't want to i was always i was always like injecting things that would come into my brain yeah. into the office and so like if it was a, a, a an office job like i remember having to work um for this government contract agency and i was programming i was just staring at code all day and it was an actual cubicle farm <laughs> um but we ended up coming up with this game where we would figure out how to talk with each other in the different cubicles using origami and using string, and we all got in trouble for it. But. <laughs> that's why I'm not there anymore. Everyone's fired. Anymore. I don't work there anymore. But it was a necessary thing for yeah. me. I couldn't go there eight, nine hours a day and then just stare at this one screen and not know the person's name next to me, right? And not it was just it was just such a soul-sucking experience for me <laughs> i just couldn't do it uh, and i i was i always like it was like this weird rubber band mm. like slingshot like being at that job just pulled this this rubber band back when i got home i was like i need to make everything <laughs> now were you like that as a kid though when you were at school were I got in trouble that same, all the time oh yeah no 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 totally yeah. I got in trouble. I was always drawing on paper. I was I wasn't paying attention because my my brain was paper. always the worst out- things you could be drawing. on. <laughs> I drew on my arms. Uh, <laughs> I did get in trouble for drawing on desks. When it came to creative writing, I always got I always got accolades. Mm. I, my teacher loved the fact that I was uh, I was pretty good at creative writing. Um, That's something that I I wish I had um, investigated more in school and stuff because I feel like I, I have memories. I remember, <laughs> this is funny, I just remember this now, I was, maybe, I was either in kindergarten or first grade because I had the same teacher for both of those years and it was in that classroom. And I remember for the first time, like a spark of something happening while writing, just a creative, I think we had like a silly like writing prompt or something. And I remember writing in this thing, in, the, in this little like, I, th- I actually think it was, a, it was a book that was made and it was in the shape of a pterodactyl. And like we had to write about dinosaurs, and I wrote—I don't know what I wrote about about eggs. I don't know (laughs) what tamagotchi eggs. Um, I don't remember what I wrote about, Um, or maybe maybe I'm just I'm I'm projecting that because it was actually about pterodactyls. I don't know. I think dinosaurs (laughs) were involved, but I remember actually being having to be pulled away from writing this because I was so into my own story to take <laughs> this bathroom break with my class and I was like I was sitting there at the urinal like oh man when I get back <laughs> oh, the 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 trio of, of unsuspecting teenagers that are that are hiking this cliff face oh they don't even know it's about to hit them and just being so. You're d- peeing on my foot Jordan no, I'm sorry. Turned, you're turning <laughs> to your classmate, Perpendicular <laughs> you just drenching up. Derek Oh man. <laughs> Jordan's He's on me again. He's pretending he's a (laughs) peodactyl. He's lost in his imagination. Just let him be. Um, But that was the first time and one of the few times that I felt like I was just totally into Mm. just my imagination. I was allowed to explore that because I feel like once you get further and further down the line in school, Mm -hmm. that is stifled so much. Um, unless you are, you know, once you, until you get to college and you're a creative writing major because you want to make zero dollars. Right, so as an I adult, want to work at Starbucks or and or Target. And I'm working Target on my screenplay. <laughs> that's why I'm here at the Starbucks, so everyone sees <laughs> me working on my screen. Right. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I. <laughs> I think sometimes I take my ability to access my imagination for granted. And do you think you are better? at accessing your imagination? Is that that's a weird question, but I want to know what you do with it. <laughs> well, I I as an adult now that I use my imagination as part of my job. Yeah. I I've learned to be able to kind of <laughs> turn that turn that faucet, that faucet on. on. Yeah. And you have to because I mean you have a deadline for mm-hmm. a creative project and you mm-hmm. have to be able to envision it before you execute it because if you get it wrong in the execution phase, then there's a joke there somewhere. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Manfia. We we have failed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cheaper to to figure it out on paper ahead of time. to yeah. To previs that ahead of time, and then you have it laid out. The hard work is done. Then you get to play when it comes to the the actual execution of right. it. Right. I actually think that's something that mm-hmm. I I had to teach myself mm-hmm. is that that work beforehand before you actually get to plan that space kind of priming your mind for it. Exactly. I remember I walked in and you were working on something on Photoshop and you had that, you had like a vision board up and I was like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a a visual artist like that, like you are, but just the idea of having like that, that would be like a, a, a writing prompt or, or something right. where I do, I have writing exercises that I'll do if I'm trying to, to spark something. But that was something where I, looked at, I was like, man, I really need to work on that more and take hmm. that more seriously because we do need that. We can't. It it's so hard so to just turn that on. Right. And I mean, that's something that I think as kids were able to do a lot more easily. Mm-hmm. And I think as I was growing up, because I went a different route than, than like a creative writing thing like that, that um, I was I I kind of steered away from that because i stopped being just readily mm-hmm. creative right and so i was like oh maybe i'm not supposed to do this because i'm not good <laughs> at it anymore when it when in we'll actuality it's a it's a skill that you have to keep developing yeah. and getting better at it's not just something that's you're good or you're bad at it right yeah it's a muscle yeah it's a muscle yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so going back to the, the childhood side of imagination, I want to know, do you, did you have, did you and like your group of like tiny friends have like an ongoing series, like uh, as far mean? as imagination goes? So for, So for us, uh, you know, Power Rangers like was a popular. Yeah. You know, did you record things? <laughs> Which actually we did. We'll get, I'll get into that oh, in a little man. bit. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. The radio shows Oh a yeah. Kid. yeah. Oh, Everyone had gosh. radio shows, right? Uh, guys right no one everyone did everyone well, that's what that's what all my friends told me I'll find a cricket sound really? effect to put in here <laughs> in post but I remember um we, it was like me and then like three of my friends in elementary school yeah. and uh most of the time we were we were power rangers we were like the five or I think there were nine more we were 14 different power rangers. you're light blue ranger <laughs> you're the mauve <mob laughs> ranger <laughs> you're taupe you're the taupe <laughs> ranger oh yeah. so boring <laughs> and uh i remember we had like an ongoing like series and battle with like the main bad guy and then when you'd kill the main bad guy you'd find out he wasn't the main; he was the <laughs> sub main bad the actual main, still played by the same kid right he, he's the main it's like a bad soap opera guy. it was it was he's like not a, actually dead it in was that like a child shaft. child acted yeah soap soap opera superhero soap opera it was power rangers it was power rangers <laughs> was which is power basically rangers. what that was yeah. yeah um i didn't have a lot of that with my friends i think as i was younger we had some friends who we would um <laughs> we visited they lived in georgia hmm. and um their mom and my mom were college roommates and so we they lived in atlanta and we would go down there we would they were childhood friends and i remember i was probably five <clears throat> and so it's my sister and me and then they it's they have two sons uh, roughly our same ages and i remember the older son he would be batman and the his brother would be robin and my sister would be batgirl and there aren't any other characters left so i was bat dog <laughs> <laughs> you were pork chop from Doug. <laughs> it was do 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 do. Batter, rain, go and. But I, I don't remember. I don't remember what we did. I think he just ran around <laughs> and barked and growled at people, and. <laughs> but that's still something that my sister will playfully. My whole family will still playfully uh, kind of talk about and make fun of me for. And I'm like, I have an imagination now and I get paid for it, so yeah. suck it. <laughs> the Adventures of Bat Dog. <laughs> I'm gonna start a comic book tonight. There was actually a full run where where there was a full on Bat Dog. Was there? I'm pretty sure there was. I, I thought there was in some <laughs> obscure series. <laughs> did you ever use <laughs> this is gonna be a strange question. Jerry you use <laughs> your imagination as a weapon? <laughs> Did ever- <laughs> you have to talk about that more because I don't know what you mean. Okay, so uh, one of my best friends, Brian, we've talked about him on oh, the Oh, Brian. He was a uh, street he fighter was- fan. <laughs> yep. Um, <coughs> he was over at, uh, at my house for a sleepover, uh, which, fun fact, he was a tiny black child huh. and his favorite X-Man was Storm, but he was super bummed that Storm was a girl. So he would always say, I would say, I'm Wolverine. And my brother would say, I'm Cyclops. And then he would say, I'm Boy Storm. <laughs> you know, he's have to, like, to make sure to clarify to the people around him. Like, I'm Guys. trying to imagine what, like, what, like, what is Boy Storm? <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's Holly Berry in the Fox X-Men movies. <laughs> Boy Storm. It's, it's like, Boy George. Boy George, yeah, that's. (laughs) It's Boy George who can control the weather. Gosh, there's there's so many different routes we can go with Boy Storm, but I want you to continue the story. (laughs) So Brian was over at my house for a sleepover. And, uh, you know, my brother, my parents told uh, Brian and I, like, include your younger brother. He's four years younger than me. Right. I'm like, I don't want to include him. And he's like, I want to play with you guys. Like, he just wanted to hang out with us. And so, of course. Who is he? (laughs) We were were hanging out in the the basement, which was my room. And uh, I called my brother over. His name is Josiah. And I said, hey, Josiah, you want to see something crazy? And he goes, yeah. And so I I opened up a random book. And it was like a Pinocchio book or something. And I said, if you stare at this picture of Pinocchio for longer than eight seconds, you turn invisible. Oh it's my. really cool. And he was like, I don't want to do that. And I said, and Brian was like, he just like immediately caught on. He goes, it's really awesome. And so Josiah was like, okay. And so I'm in like fourth grade, third grade. So my brother's in like kindergarten, maybe first grade-ish. And so he stares at it. And then without without skipping oh a beat, both gosh. Brian and I are like, Josiah, Josiah, where'd you go? And he's like, I'm right here, guys. And then we look in opposite directions and he's, Gu- guys, I'm, ra- I'm right here. We're like, Josiah, Josiah, where'd you go? And he starts bawling. He just starts <laughs> weeping. He's like, I'm right here. And he runs upstairs and I hear him yell, daddy! I at Pinocchio. And then I hear Felix. So when you asked me, "Have you used your imagination as a weapon?" You, what you really meant was, "Were you a bully as a kid? Did you make other kids cry? Did you?" No, I was the bullied. I was the younger sibling. I was Bat Dog. Okay, it bat? was a form of bullying. That I only recognize uh, as a twenty-nine-year-old rough man? and tumble superhero. I'm oh. sorry, I apologize. That was awful. That was terrible. We'll crickets there too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, uh, I don't. I've I've since decided to use my powers for good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I don't think I've made any t- any tiny children turn invisible. <laughs> um, on the straight and narrow. <laughs> but I do. I do enjoy the fact that my my kids are. Uh, at the age where they're actively using their imaginations and without skipping a beat I can come home after a long day and they're like it's the giant and I can immediately jump into that character of being <laughs> and the then giant. I step on them but there are some times when I go too far <laughs> and they get scared oh no They're like oh no and like I'll yell something about like the the cave that I live in. And they're like, <laughs> no. Too like, real, Dad. Too they, real. They immediately shut down. Like, I, no, this isn't fun. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm scared of you. And that's happened. Stop <laughs> using your imagination as a weapon. We've talked about this. Oh, now you're invisible. No, you're all invisible in my cave. I'm going to go play video games for an hour. <laughs> Daddy, we're hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. You're invisible. Did someone hear that? Oh, who's that? I felt that that cold breeze on the back of my neck. <laughs> it makes the hair of my arms stand up. <laughs> oh, well, next level. <laughs> and then I get, uh, I get arrested for criminal negligence. <laughs> negligence. <laughs> it's just a Tamagotchi. <laughs> No, I do. I remember, I remember so many times as a kid, uh, just being bored. Mm. And they're not good memories. But I remember, (laughs) I remember um, one time, uh, I don't know why this one sticks in my mind. I was sitting and I had like, I think I had Halloween candy. It was after how it was like November, hmm. and I was sitting in my room and I was taking whoppers, like one in each um, hand. The malt chocolate. Malt, malt chocolate. Not like the burgers. Whoppers. <laughs> I was taking two giant burgers wow. and just eating them and crying. And <laughs> no, no, I was taking two of the, the malt <laughs> chocolate malt balls and I was pretending they were planets and I was like crushing them together. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, (laughs) like I was this omnipotent God (laughs) creating and destroying a universe. But like I I probably sat in my room for I don't know why I was just doing that by myself, but I did. Because I had nothing else to do. I was probably your parents just watching through the window thinking, hey, maybe we should buy him some toys, like some action figures. No, he's fine. They both just they look at my room, and they simultaneously sigh in unison. <laughs> they unwrap more Whoppers. Well, and I roll, guess we... They just roll them under the crack in the door.
1: <laughs> as well, long as he's happy.
0: I guess we can spend his college fund. Do you want to go to... <laughs> I don't know Bermuda does that sound good do they have whoppers there (laughs) he'll be happy it's all melty (laughs) Jupiter has melted (laughs) just crushing his hand he's the infinity gauntlet made out of whoppers one in each knuckle snapping your fingers at people (laughs) what's wrong with your boy why is he snapping he's a great sense of rhythm I don't understand what he's doing (laughs) the whoppinity gauntlet is complete <laughs> so i want to know thinking back uh to the to your unique imagination <laughs> i'm, I'm sure still I- stuck on a WAP fitting gauntlet <laughs> that's gonna be that might be the title of the episode i don't know i'm sure i've got weird things like that that i would think i remember <laughs> whenever we would ride in a car this is weird. I've never actually said this out loud before. Uh, right? right? This, a lot of these this, things, I've never a, told anyone safe, that. Is this a safe place? <laughs> is this, we're this only, going on the internet. We're telling right? the internet. We're going on the internet. It's fine. Uh, I remember driving in the car, you know, you're staring out your window and you're just seeing the world go by. Yeah. I would always imagine myself as this tiny ninja running and jumping <laughs> on like cars and power lines and so in my as head as you're running by like at yeah. the speed oh, of a yeah. car at the speed yeah, of yeah, a car yeah, yeah. it was awesome it's great. It was awesome yeah. and then so like we'd stop we'd stop at a red light and then like you know video game characters had like their like idle pose where they'd sit there and so or like the choose your character yeah. screen where they're just kind of like standing <laughs> in idle in my head i'm like bobbing my head like yeah. That wait. You wait till this light turns green. You just wait <laughs> to a somewhat quiet techno beat. Yeah. And then I remember like thinking like, okay, all blue cars are bad guys, and so then like the ninja would like weave it in and true. out, and jump through. I feel like in my mind we would just make up these rules for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like no one's playing a game with us. We're <laughs> playing a game in our mind, and we have to. We're setting these boundaries yep. to make to to entertain ourselves exactly. Which is what we do right now. We do. We just, we wrangle that in a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I created a card game based off of those ideas of like, what are the things that I enjoy? Yeah. Throw those together, figure out what works and then abandon it. I mean, and and that is, (laughs) (laughs) and don't, we haven't played it for six months. No. Um... You were really close to finishing uh, that, by the way. You have that. to get through it. <laughs> you could make legitimate money off of that game, if anyone anyway. wants to fund it. It's about a tiny ninja who kills people in blue blue cars. cars. <laughs> if you drive a blue car, you you don't want to unpack this well, I, I feel like there's something about, you know, creating those boundaries and guidelines that that does help someone learn and 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 that's just a part of growing up and how our minds right. work. and that's how that's the reason why, like, as adults, we love. Psychological studies and Mm -hmm. we like the myers-briggs test to tell us about our personality because we like boxes We like being able to identify things, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah As a kid you didn't you you just let you just let those things kind of run and Mm -hmm. I my one of my favorite things to do is when um, When my kids are deep into like, uh, like just hanging out and playing and using their imagination It's really fun to hear their logic. Yeah, so like oh, I love (laughs) I I love I because I I don't have kids of my own, but I work with kids yeah. um, when I was doing counseling work. And I, if I was had really young clients who were like four or five, yeah. we'll just be like playing around, we'll be do, we'll doing play therapy. Yeah. And they just, their oh, brains are just light up. And I'll just ask them questions. Yeah. I'll be like, oh man, this guy's a bad guy. I'm like, oh, why is he bad? He's like, oh, because he's in the red car. I'm yeah. like, oh, of course Duh. he's bad because he's in the red car. <laughs> it's it's red the fastest heard. car and it's red. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. The logic is the best part. I was listening to that too. They're obsessed with Frozen and Elsa's ice powers. And so as a way to counteract ice powers, one of them always has fire breath. But then like... Of course, someone Sonda wants logic. to always be Elsa. And so, like, whoever draws a short the proverbial short straw has to be fire breath. And so <laughs> that's then, the name. Yeah, it's just You're like, Elsa the beautiful princess and, and you're fire. You're breath. Fire Breath, the ugly fire breath. <laughs> and so one of them will be like holding their hand up, making ice, ice power sounds, and then the other one's doing their best <laughs> to breathe loudly and make fire breathing sounds, but you can only <sighs> so loud. Right. While the other person's going (laughs) (laughs) ice blasting. (laughs) Oh, right, because that's what her power sounded like. exactly. And then uh, and so then one of them would be (laughs) froze like, would freeze the the fire breath, and then the fire breath frozen, not moving, say now pretend I become a beautiful ice princess too. And then like you it hear that. It always ends with them both and, being and ice princesses. And then it princesses. breaks and the other one's like, but no, imagine you turn back into the fire breath. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like now imagine, and then like I come in like, now imagine he's fire breath. I'm like, what, what? I'm just walk. I'm looking for this pencil that I left in here earlier. Like I'm fire breath now and you're two ice princesses. And so it's just funny how like they're always like, okay, well that's, I like your rule, but it's imagine. It's always self-serving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what if my rule it's were- like, Okay, girls. We need to talk about narrative and how how this actually needs to work. Let's talk about the three act structure. Uh, <laughs> your first act. We're obviously into deep into the conflict. So <laughs> yeah. your exposition is crap. Uh, I have no. I have no. There's no, no character development. I don't even know your names. Fire breath. Fresh. That's terrible. I have nothing, nothing at stake if this character dies. <laughs> nothing. I could care less. Very one-dimensional. And now there's Very two character ones. Guys, guys, you're, you're just losing grasping your at straws here. <laughs> it's not working. What are you, Zack Snyder? Come on. <laughs> what you, it's dark and brooding in here for no reason. No reason. I'm trying to be edgy and dark. <laughs> oh man. So I want to know. Thinking back, uh, you know, just kind of writing that whole analysis. That analysis. Train, so to speak. On oh, the ball, uh, the analysis train. I don't have a ticket, proverbially, proverbially, <laughs> <laughs> proverbially. You perverbally. know, proverbially, It's like her hyperbole, but um, from proverbs. So uh, <laughs> from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to think back as yeah. to what it was that uh, that nurtured that that sort of or fostered that imagination for you as a kid, if. Do you know what that is? Like, did you have a specific type of upbringing that you can kind of pinpoint to think, like, this is the reason. This is why I'm like this. <laughs> why am I like this? Why am I like this? Please tell me. Why do I do these things? Why? <laughs> um, I don't. Oh. Nice. Nice. Jordan just turned inside out. <laughs> I'm a fire breath just... now. No, uh, no, <laughs> no, you're not. I'm the ice princess, and you're ice princess, too. <laughs> That was disgusting. <laughs> that was gross. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Look away. Look away. <laughs> I'm <am> hideous. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. I. I feel like growing up, I didn't have parents who really. Had that imaginative mind of like, oh, let's! Ex- I'm gonna explore that with you. They weren't ever against that. Like, grow up, Jordan. <laughs> You're a strand Just <laughs> two Ebenezer Scrooges. Strands don't act like that. <laughs> Count your like that. gold, young one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they they didn't like put the kibosh on those things like that. But um, I, I feel like, especially from a young age, I was esp- being a younger child whose whose older sister was like always the perfectionist. The she got perfect grades all the time. I kind of learned I learned early on that um I wanted to do things and and pursue things that I was good at. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, that meant, you know, looking for those things unconsciously at that time for what that my parents saw and they were praising me for. Mm-hmm. That was rarely my imagination. <laughs> that was usually like Oh, you're really good at T-Ball. You, mm. th- you did really good. I was not good at T-Ball. Um, you, <laughs> you, you did great on your math test. You I was good at my math <laughs> test. Spelling tests don't even get me started. Mm. I crushed those spelling tests. T a r t e d Started. started. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, a lot of that did involve uh, work with school and things mm. like that. It wasn't until... Um, I was probably in middle school when I started getting into like drama classes and, and acting. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say drugs. And, and like, cocaine. It's <laughs> <laughs> middle school. I just really started getting into, you know, drugs. Wow. <laughs> and my, my and parents did it. <laughs> my parents were like, I mean, I'm not I'm not proud, but he's really good <laughs> at Look at all the shirts heroin. He's tie-dyed. <laughs> I mean, he's the best kid. At, he's the best sixth grader at heroin I've ever seen. Look at the conspiracy theory he drew on our living room wall uh, as to why Capri Sun actually turns you into a liquid monster. <laughs> no, but it wasn't until then, you know, once I branched out of the the core four classes in elementary school that that my parents always my, – my mom is a is a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually took her uh, senior year of high school off to like tour. Oh, wow. And she went to – um the college that she went to, she actually went there and like did a show. What? And like met people. She ended up going to that college where she met my father and is also my alma mater. It's a weird long convoluted story. But like <laughs> so, like we appreciate the yeah. Strattons appreciate the arts, the you know, <laughs> the imaginative mind. Right. Um, but it wasn't until those were actually like classes and things that were quantified with grades. Right. Um, were <laughs> qualified with grades. Um that until I, I realized like, oh, this is something that I get praised for and people hmm. like me for, rather than just being like a waste of space and time. <laughs> 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 like math. Right. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we always grew up in a, an environment that fostered creativity. and I think How was that fostered? I'm curious about So that. we've talked about it on the podcast before, but like the the limiting of of screen, screen time. time right and like making us like just make stuff with our hands or go outside and play. Like go outside and play is such a basic one, but it's such a necessary thing. And it sounds like you and your your siblings were the type who just being told to go out and play, that was fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where for me, like <clears throat> because I didn't have I don't know if it's because screen time wasn't implemented early enough that it was, you know, by the time I was in fifth grade, it was like, yeah, right. Screen time. Good. Yeah. Okay, mom and dad. Sure. <laughs> but like, you know, there there were times where there's like you need to go out of the house and it mm-hmm. was like pulling teeth. Yeah. Where whereas like if if that had been just a normal thing for me, it would have been like, "Oh, right. cool. Yeah, I'm going to go do that." I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I went I went <laughs> I went out. I, out of screen time kicking and screaming a lot of times. Okay. But once I was out and I was outside playing or I was reading a comic book or drawing, I was, like, enveloped into that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was grateful for it because I wouldn't have done those things otherwise. Right. I would have watched all 19 hours of the Red and Stimpy Marathon or <laughs> uh, watched all volumes you of anime You allowed to watch the Run <laughs> <B Marathon>. and No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because I was forced away from the Sega or away from the TV, yeah. I had to find something else to do to entertain myself. And so... We always had books, and my 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 mom was and is a hippie, so there were always like pieces, drugs, uh, just drugs, heroin, just lots of drugs. Cocaine, I would go hang out with Jordan, weed, and we would just everywhere. draw all over his living room wall. His yep. mom loved it; she it's wrote fine. songs about it. She'd bring us brownies, you know. was amazing. Just a really really magical time mm-hmm. for us. It's great, you know the nineties, uh, <laughs> you know the nineties. <laughs> but one of the things I've always tried to I've tried to do with my kids is to always have like craft supplies out yeah. and and readily available and as annoying as crap as that is to clean up it really does like sometimes my wife and I will be sitting in the other room and we it's just quiet in the house and we thought we think our did our children run away are they okay <laughs> And then we'll turn the corner, and they're sitting at the little art table we set up for them, and they're coloring, and they're cutting pieces of paper out. They're gluing things to other pieces of paper, and sometimes gluing things to themselves or to the chair, whatever. <laughs> but the fact is, like, they're they're making something. Yeah. You don't know what it is, yeah. but they're actively creating something. And it is true. It's I, awesome. I feel like I have more <laughs> memories as a younger child before – video games and our you know we got a better computer and things with screens became more prominent I do have many more memories I remember I was probably six or seven and I got my sister and I both got like a big art kit for Mm. Christmas and it was like oh my gosh it was like tons of different crayons and colored pencils is and markers the ones where like and, everything had its had, yep, its, it had its space a slot where you yeah. it would like fit in so you could immediately tell when like burnt sienna was gone <laughs> yeah jordan <laughs> jordan where is it what <laughs> I know and you it, have it folded up like a briefcase, <laughs> yeah. like you're going to a business meeting. But it was just my <laughs> markers, <laughs> and peach always ran out because that was the skin tone you know you would use. Um, Remember when they changed that uh, from skin tone to peach peach because people were like, uh, "Actually, no, <laughs> it's true." <laughs> uh, those art kits were incredible. they were they were legit. But once you know, I got into God for why did my parents buy me? a Super Nintendo entertainment system <laughs> that I rue the day mm. actually I don't cuz I love video games yeah, but they thing. rue the day that that happened because life was never the same after that yeah it uh, and it does uh, it scratches a totally different part of the brain it does activate a part of the I brain, think but yeah not, I, I don't I don't get me wrong I don't think video games are all bad and and of the devil <clears throat> but I think that all in moderation they're just different yeah they're just different. I think everything in moderation is definitely important and, yeah um I to me video games are more of a of an input thing it's consuming of content. I think it's yeah I think video games for me were more of a it was less creative and more of a problem solving mm-hmm. thing it was more like it was math versus art yeah Definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. And I do love my video games. Oh, but I like <clears throat> as an adult, I've had to like self police <laughs> my my input of video games because of the amount of work that I'm outputting, the amount of creative work that yeah. I'm outputting. And I know I know how addictive my nature is. Yeah. And like there's well, games this... that I purposely haven't purchased because I know, like, oh, there goes all my time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'll get lost in a two to three hour video game session in the middle of the day because I work from home and that's a nightmare if you just get sucked in like that. But this is a good transition to what does this look like for adults, Mm. especially. And and there's there's a weird I mean, there's this is kind of a multifaceted thing because not only are we 20, 25 years older than what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. as kids, but we are dealing with a lot a lot of different types of distractions now yeah, yeah. with technology with different types of screens <clears throat> with computers that fit in our pockets it's crazy it's bananas it's definitely I mean it has made some things a lot easier and it's made some things a much more difficult you know the the access to information now the the speed at which I can create things is just Ridiculous because of the tools that I have readily available to me. I, you know, before it was like, I got to go to the library. I have to find a book. I have to make a Xerox <laughs> copy of it, maybe two, just in case I screw up cutting it out. Right. Then I have to glue it to my poster board. <laughs> then I have to make measure out the letters. now it's like I could do that in like eight minutes right. on my computer <laughs> or from my phone. Yeah, I could do it from my Literally. phone. And then send it off to some, like, 24-hour print place and, you know, someone would be like, hey, are you working on that thing? Like, oh, yeah, it's, I'm going to pick it up at the printer in, like, an hour. It's fine. <laughs> it's almost done. No, <laughs> oh. I mean, th- there are <clears throat> benefits, to obviously, with technology and being able to create things faster and more efficiently and right. and, and higher quality. Yeah. But I think the thing I miss – spe- and, and the difference between where my creative mind went, I remember – Oh my gosh! At my internship in grad school, I would I would sit at a desk, and it was basically a job. It was I would go in, be there at nine a.m. I would leave at four thirty or five, mm-hmm. and I would not get paid any dollars for it <laughs> because Ooh. it was grad school. Um, but you know, between clients, there would be times as interns we would see walk-ins, we would have some regulars, but there would be times where I would go an hour or two, and I would just be sitting at a desk. And at this time during an internship in this master's program, I wouldn't be, I I didn't really have a lot of classes or schoolwork to do. So I did some of my, I wrote some of my best tweets during that time. <laughs> but that was the thing is like, I had the time to just daydream and Which think I have about to, stuff. I have to interject there. Writing a good tweet, a good, solid, <laughs> comedic, it's it's, it's it's hard, so hard. I still have yet to do it. Like I'm looking through your tweets, I'm looking through the tweets of the folks that you follow that I follow, and I look at it, and, I'm and like, I I feel it's like a mine have taken a, a, a turn for the worse in recent, <laughs> uh, you know, year or two, be, because I think in large part because now I work in a creative field, and mm. it almost feels like there's there's a limit on you know, what's coming out of that faucet, that creative faucet every morning that I try to turn on. Hmm. And I'm using that to get paid money. Yeah. And I don't have the free time to sit at a desk and just be like, huh, let's what is what did I think? What are my opinions on Candyland? Let's think of a funny joke (laughs) about that. It's interesting that you use that analogy of does that does that creative well dry up? Right. Like when you turn when you turn that on. Mm -hmm. And I've had this discussion with with multiple artists and musicians like and people who do it for a living people who do it as a hobby you know it it, some people are in the in the train of thought of like yeah you have a set amount of that creative energy that you can output a day and then other people say no you have an infinite amount but you only have a finite amount that you are able to execute upon right and i'm in the camp that for every action there's a reaction and Mm -hmm. i think i'm slow like i realized that just lately uh In August, I did 31 videos in a row. Oh, yeah. And then that's, this is an, yeah. So I I did 31 videos in a row and that's exhausting. And I did my best to try to make them, make them as high quality as I could. And then when September hit, it was like, it wasn't necessarily a well, but it was like, just like this weird decompression state. I it's not that I didn't want to make anything. It's not that I wanted to make anything. It was like it wasn't until 10, 12 days in that I realized like this is a recovery phase. And yeah, I need I was, this. It was <laughs> almost like did it feel like you were just satisfied for the time being? A little bit. There was a part of me that felt compelled, like, I should be making something, but it wasn't nearly the amount of urgency as it was when I was doing them daily, right? And I, I didn't have that file it under me. I didn't have the accountability of telling. There is people, something about that itch. About yeah. Oh, I haven't. I haven't done. It happened to me today. I was like, I haven't. I haven't tweeted anything today. I, right. I did work. I wrote. I wrote an article. <laughs> I, I. I created some graphics for work, but you know, I was like, I haven't actually tweeted anything today. And so I was. I was sitting down. And I was trying to to draft some things out, but it was that itch of like, oh, I should probably do this. And I'm kind of feeling like I could just sit down and kind of read through Twitter and, and you know kill some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm sure it was kind of the same way with you, yeah. Of needing to, you know, you don't have that fire lit under you, like you said, right. And I also am a I'm a firm believer that like you know if again if you're turning that faucet on or if you're mm-hmm. pouring that cup out whatever analogy you want to use if there's nothing pouring into that from which you can feed upon then you're, it's going to come up empty. So right. you have to be filling that with content you consume. And right. I, fo- I found that when I stopped trying to force it five, seven, ten days into September, when I realized like the reason I was able to come up with 31 ideas was because I'd had so many ideas kind of tucked away from when I watched TV series, when I listened to music, when mm. I read books, I wasn't actively saying, like, oh, that's an idea, that's an idea, but those things were tucked away. And I can go back. Yeah, exactly. And I can go back and watch those videos and think, like, I know exactly where I pulled those from because I I enjoy consuming content. Mm -hmm. I love binge watching shows. I love movies. There is a difference for me, though. There's times where I, I need to actively make the decision. To choose content that I know will feed that versus engaging with content that I know is kind of frivolous, oh, definitely. So, like, I, I I'll I'll go watch a series that maybe I've seen a few times, or or maybe I'll be like, oh, I've heard good things about this this show or this movie. I'll I'll just watch this versus being like, I'm gonna go play two hours of Overwatch today. <laughs> We're like, that's probably not gonna cr- not gonna fill that creative right. well. <laughs> Siri just was like, you talking to me? Yeah. Hey. You talking- Let's hang out, please. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you. it so long. <laughs> you just always work. Work, I give, I give. And you take. But it does, There also when you are work, trying to work creatively regularly, there is something hard about that, about even though you're just joking, it feels like almost all time could be filled with work. Oh, yeah, easily. Even if that work is just trying mm-hmm. to cr- fill that creative tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and yeah, it, yeah it, it's and, tough uh, you know go, pulling it pulling it back to the imagination pool yeah. it's it's accessing those chunks of your imagination and so you go when you think back to it as a kid mm-hmm. like all it was it was it was it was very self-serving like whatever that narrative was you were creating as a child of like okay now I'm the, I'm the Red Ranger so that means I'm always the hero my middle name's Jason and he was the Red Ranger so everything that happens no, is but fine. I'm the Green Ranger it's and fine. I have a knife that, that trans, that's a knife actually a flute. flute I have a knife and flute and it calls my my dragon zord and I'm actually better than the there's Red no, Ranger there's no mouth hole cut out on your mask yeah uh, but it's that same idea of like, it wasn't it was just an idea stream of like okay what's next what's next what's next what's next and so nowadays accessing that like you 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 have to back then as a kid like you got to right you got to like recess was 30 minutes 20 minutes 45 minutes however long and it was like can't wait to finish like to continue this series of things we're doing now it's like okay deadline is two days from now i need uh, a pre-viz, I need production I notes, need 15 I need ideas right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But isn't it funny how much, how much we stifle ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Where before we're just free and clear to be totally self-serving for the, to come up with the weirdest yeah. ideas that don't make sense. Yeah, I'm throwing candy together <laughs> and pretending like I'm an omnipotent <laughs> creature, just obliterating worlds. The God complex. And, that's, and right now, as adults, that seems pretty damn cool but it seems ridiculous but as a kid you're just like i I did that for probably 10 minutes yeah Yeah. i had tiny ninjas following the car and like as if i was if i was willing to do that as an adult it's not about that being the idea that you end up with but it's about that being on the road to where you get exactly to where that idea you know the the golden idea comes from right and of from that from that quantity comes the quality Mm -hmm. and uh there's a fantastic quote by Andy J. Pizza, who oh. uh, runs a podcast called Creative Pep Talk, which you should go listen to. If you like what we talk he, about, you've you got, got to check it out his stuff. But one of the uh, – he has this one podcast where he talks about 17 different things you can do to jumpstart the creative process, and one of the things he talks about is creating trash, not treasure. So mm. when you're coming up with an idea, when you're trying to access that portion of your imagination that will help put food on your plate or you know, if you're in that field – a lot of times we think like, okay, we need to jump right to the idea that's going to work. But sometimes thinking about, well, okay, what's the, what's the worst idea we could come up with? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's that play when you come up with the worst idea, when someone's like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. What if, and then through that train of thought, you end up landing on something. You're like, that was a lot of fun. There's to no to way. This and there's no way you could have gotten there yeah, otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great tactic. And it's, it's, Underutilized, yeah. really. I mean and, and everyone's different. And and I feel like people in creative fields have to realize that that just one method is not gonna work for every mm-hmm. single person. I know Jerry Seinfeld, he would wake up and he would just write. <sighs> he would just sit at a desk and just write and write for hours. That's crazy. And that was his and he would tell people that he's like, if you want to be good at comedy, you just have to be willing to sit down and write mm-hmm. all the time. And that's not the way everyone works. Mm-hmm. As great as he is, as much of an icon that he is, it doesn't work. And then I, I have other people who just say, I can't work like that. Mm-hmm. I have to get out and find things to talk about. So it's like, you know what I did today? I went to the zoo. Mm-hmm. And then they have 15 minutes on zoo content. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's the zoo demo. And it's relatable and it's real because they yeah. went to the exactly. zoo. Exactly, exactly. And so how? what is the <clears throat> thing that fills that that. that that tank. Is it just sitting down mm-hmm. and brainstorming goofy ideas? Or do you have to go out and have things spark those things in your mind? It's so different for me. Like sometimes sometimes it is a matter of like breaking through <laughs> breaking through the uh, the the negativity of like I'm so bad at this. Like the, <laughs> the it's all been a fluke. Everyone thinks that. It's too. all been a fluke. I caught lightning in a bottle once. Yep. Now everyone's looking. I can't do this again. There's no it's way. It's gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> um it's really a funny. I remember hearing a quote that said something that was along the lines of like we became artists because we were fickle as children and we found it as as a way of acceptance. So now mm. when Anyone picks apart our stuff as adults, we immediately revert back to that that childlike state of like, no, someone slapped it down, no, someone slapped our hands, <laughs> like you've completely called this out. Yeah, we we do this thing because you, we want you to like us, <laughs> and we are and we are our own worst critic. <laughs> we are one hundred percent. We are always going to be so much more critical uh, of so the true. things that we create because yeah. we're self conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Every single artist is going to be self conscious because they're trying to fight that thing. That voice in their heads that says you're a fraud. Yeah, you're a fraud. You're not. You, you should never to do this again. Like no. that wasn't even you who did that thing that you made. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. You got lucky. You got to fight that because that's bullshit. <laughs> it's not. It's not real. That's just that part. That small part. Ugh. Yeah, and I think I think when I when I find myself saying those things, I have to also think. I, I have to think back to that the ladder of sitting in the cubicle farm, and I'm like. Is that what I want? Like, if I'm if I'm buying into this little voice that says, like, yeah, you can't do this for a living. Like, just go back, go back to that cubicle farm, and you know, just uh, crank those things out. Well, like, uh, it, it is a, it is the thing about that. It's a balance between that natural talent and just the hard work. There's the Jerry Seinfeld who will say it's about the grind. Yeah. And and he's he's also the same person who says, you know, people walk up and say, Well, I could do stand up comedy. That's not mm. hard. I could get up on a stage and tell jokes. It's not hard. And he's like, Okay, cool. That? I don't I don't know. But I like that guy. I want to meet that guy. At the bus stop. <laughs> Clearly, that guy is sitting on a bus stop. <laughs> I jumped in. I, I made a character decision. Okay. Stop <laughs> criticizing me for it. I love it. Um but Jerry Seinfeld says, Great, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. yeah. And it because so much of it is it's natural talent, but it's also just initiative. Yep. And so are you willing to do it? Are you willing to grind it out? But at the same time, it is, there is something there to be said about talent. It is, it's a seesaw. Mm -hmm. It's both sides. You need both. And sometimes one side is going to feel like it's higher than the other. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel like, man, I'm just, I'm just crushing it. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, this is just the way I am. I was built for this. And other days you're going to be like, I, I am not good at this. And, and so, and you'd be like, you know what? Uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to sit at this desk. I'm going to grind it out. Whether I'm creating art, whether I'm writing a, whether I'm writing music, whether I'm writing an article, whether I'm writing jokes, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I'm going to try to grind this out and find that spark again. <laughs> Felix give give me a standing ovation. So good. Can you <laughs> add more of those in post? I'll add so many applause. Why are there so many people in this room? It's a there's, very there's, tiny there's, room. We're doing the, it's in a live studio audience. Every episode. We'll be right been... back. <laughs> I, I feel this is like, this is a topic that's like near and dear to my heart. And I could talk about this for oh, hours. I, yeah. I could talk about this for hours. Mostly because it makes me feel better. It does. It does. Everyone <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Just everyone shut up. There's something so cathartic about saying, yeah, it's really hard. And I'm, we're, we're supposed to be doing the this. The stuff I make is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna segue us into news time. Oh, right now. <laughs> One of these days. Is that what is that? Is that Morse code? Sure. Is it is that what it originally was? Like 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 actual news. Oh, like when things the news coming segment in came on? Yeah, is that what yeah, It was supposed like to be? it was the guy in the back calling <laughs> for help. <laughs> Someone <laughs> please <laughs> send help. Why are we still on using Morse code? Care. This <laughs> antiquated Means of <laughs> communication need water, food, and sleep. That's what he would say. And then, because how late was that? Was <laughs> that like, that was like in the eighties, right? Four a.m. <laughs> Please help me, for the love of all that is good and holy, help me. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, all right, news time. All right, so this this uh, news this comes from the Huffington Post. Oh, great, liberal yeah. media. <laughs> <laughs> Take it with a grain of imaginary salt. But the headline is what caught my attention. The headline is me. five reasons imagination is more important than reality. Ooh. Ooh. I was looking to articles too, but they, <laughs> this sounds better than whatever I found. So it, it's, it's a – There's five different headers and then like a couple paragraphs talking about what those headers are. But I think it'd be fun to just list the headers and then we just go for it, right? So five reasons imagination is more important than reality. So point number one, um, imagination ignites passion. Imagination ignites passion. So I... I mean, I, I'm gonna agree with all of these points. I'm not gonna say like there's not gonna be one that's red and Like, nope. First of all, number four. Let me tell you the classic Huffington Post. I okay. First, I'm gonna respond to that. That I think it it always will because it has to. Because if you're not doing something that you're passionate about, that's when your imagination kicks on. Yeah. And you instantly go to somewhere where you'd rather be. Yeah. And then also on top of that, when you find someone who is doing something that you want to be doing Ooh. and they're doing it well, mm-hmm. it will do one of two. It will cause you either to shut down because you <laughs> think there's no way I, I can get achieve get that. that point yeah. or it inspires you to get better. Yeah. And I hope for someone out there who's listening, who might be in the former will will consider the latter because it's like yeah you could easily say like there's no way I could ever be that good but you know what like everyone starts there everyone, everyone lives everyone there everyone gets there somehow that <laughs> no one starts there and that's something that's something that i had to fight so often because mm-hmm. I it, I was one of those people who was like, oh, I'm not good at this. The first time I tried it, I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm not made for this. But like I had to get used to failing and being just just mediocre mm-hmm. in order to get better at it. <laughs> one of the sentences from the paragraph of of point number one says, dreaming of what can be allows us to tap into our imaginations again, reminding us what it feels like to be passionate about something. It's hmm. good. Mm. All right. Point number two, our imagination and thoughts create our future. That's interesting. So they, they quote Albert Einstein. They say mm. imagination is everything. It is a preview for life's coming attractions. Which, if you think about, if you think about the the, the hyper successful people that we look up to, not necessarily as like creative folks, but even like the 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 moguls in like the entrepreneurial yeah. world. You got, you got your Steve Jobs, you got your Elon Musks, your Bill Gates. Like at one point, they had a vision for how things would be. And that had to be the direct result of an overactive imagination. Right. And as, as cliche as the quote is, but it's like people who are often crazy enough to think they can change the world are the few who often think they, they, they actually can. I mean, naturally, innovation can only come from imagination. It has to. It because has to. Where else would it come from? This is just sometimes pencil pusher. The aliens told me. The voices in my head told me. One day we'll have a phone that is a computer. Uh, That accent went all (laughs) over the place. I I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It was 17 accents (laughs) in four words. Uh, I just threw up all over my lap. I just threw up everywhere. But you're right. It has to come from some imaginative mind who's already – even if they don't have it like completely formed in their head, right, there's something they're seeing in their in their brain that says like, this is where it's headed. You even, guys have to trust me. Even if you, you know, you're that kind of mind who can say, you know, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and you, you kind of create this web of things like mm-hmm. because of the way these, you know, industries the, the direction that are headed, we're going to look at, you know, this is going to be happening in the next 10, 20, 30 years. We're going to see this product. I'm going to be the first person to it. Exactly. But that's still, yeah. even though that's grounded in science and that's grounded in something that's real, you have to be willing to let your imagination run wild about where do those trails lead? Yeah. And what does that endpoint look like? Exactly. And uh, there's there's the whole like concept of reverse engineering what your outcome what you want your outcome to be. Yeah. So if you want to be A, B, or C, you start at that point, and then you work backwards in your head to think how to how to work backwards to where you're at. Then you have a clear line of success. It may not always follow that point, but sometimes it does. Take some imagination to it's fill true. in those blanks. Yeah. You're like, I, and then at this point, I And you, I you get never feel discovered. good about it. No. You You're don't. taking wild stabs, but that's better than not taking But that's taking the thing. Wild If you stabs. want an extraordinary life, you have to be doing extraordinary things. Like, you've got to be taking those leaps that no one else is willing to take. Otherwise, yeah. everyone would be doing those things. Right. It's just, it's, yeah, it's it's for the few who are willing to take those leaps, and not everyone makes it. It's right. scurry, man. It's scurry out there. Dude, don't, I'm scurry. do right about now. this whole imagination thing. All right, number three. Imagination stimulates creativity and innovation. I think that's a that's a given. Yeah. But uh um, kinda what we were talking about. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's almost like we read this article ahead of time. Did, I, did who who authored this? Was it was it Jordan Strad? Um, <laughs> did I write this? Surf Walls. That's my, that's my pen surf name. hyphen Walls. <laughs> that's my pen name. Uh you have a very silky head of hair in this <laughs> photograph. Oh no, there's pictures. <laughs> Yeah, you do. I just pull off the mask like a Mission Impossible <gasps> La-Misha! mask. <laughs> LaMisha! All. Jordan is LaMisha. Is I am LaMisha. Simon Pegg. <laughs> I don't think we need to go into that one too much because that's pretty clear cut. Imagination stimulates creativity and innovation. Number four I really, really like. Imagination is magical.
1: Hmm. Like
0: That's such a great statement. It's true. and I think magic... Something that's magical in general, <laughs> it's just undefined by science. Mm-hmm. There's no bounds to it because we can't, we don't know what it is. Yeah. And that's what magic is. Yep. Anything that's magical like that, if you say something magical, it just means that we, we have no way to confine it. <laughs> the first two sentences of, uh, of number four are fantastic. Take a moment to watch a young child play alone, and you will experience firsthand the magic that comes from imagination. Creative thought turns the mundane, into a magical experience mm, that's and that's what we do like yeah. you who, who is a comedy writer who is a writer of those things you're you're processing the mundane you're processing things that we go through every single day and you're causing us to see them in a different light right and, it's changing the facet of that exactly and good a comedians bit. are just brilliant at that like yeah. it's stuff the best we ones see we, all the time yeah. And to be able to take those and skew them just slightly—that relatable thing—it's so hard to do. I'm not it's saying I'm so the best at it. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm great at it. I'm not You're one not of the those worst greats. at it. You're not the worst at it. Um, but it's so true. And so, okay, so again, five reasons imagination is more important than reality. Point number five: sometimes reality just sucks. <laughs> That's so good. And so the quote they pull—the <laughs> oh. quote they pull—is again an Albert Einstein quote. Reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. And that's like like how how true does that ring? Like oh, yeah, man. it's the reality we live in. I need and to write that on something. <laughs> that's great. We should record this and <laughs> and be able to access it at any time. Timestamp. <laughs> um Yeah, that's really good I mean it's not even, yeah. Oh man. I should just need to sit with that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. And I mean it's a reason it's a reason escapism is is so popular and again everything in moderation but there's there's a time and place for it and it's so important. And I, I think getting away from the stigma that escapism is bad. And like like we said it, it can be. It's everything in moderation like you just said. Mm. But it, it, it's being able to are you willing to escape and into your own mind mm-hmm. and just, just contemplate and think and explore. Mm-hmm. I, I what 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 would the world look like if people if everyone was willing to do that? A lot better. <laughs> I think so. You know, it's really it's 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 really interesting this whole topic. Um my my wife doesn't she doesn't consider herself like an imaginative creative person, but I don't think she gives her herself enough credit. She's she's a runner. Mm. She's a runner and she set out uh, on this goal to accomplish um this insane like running time and goal and just all the stuff that I look at. I'm like, how is a human being capable of these things? And th- <laughs> I, I'm the one that got her into running. And I'm the one who's like, there, how, how is it possible as a human being? But she had it in her head. She she had the, the creative, imaginative wherewithal to say, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to that point. My reality right now is that I can't but i'm going to take that leap in my head to get there and then now i have to do i have to put in the physical work to get there but that sometimes that that psychological bridge yeah. when you're saying here's where i am there's where i want to be that's the hardest part yeah. that's sometimes that's the hardest part i mean it's that thing that i that we talked about it's stifling it's the it's yeah. the Oh, what if? No, 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 no! I can't do that. That's crazy. And how many? How many good ideas have we shut down? Like just immediately. Oh yeah. By it's just an instant (laughs) reaction. It's a reflex to say no. I can't even think about that. I've wondered sometimes. I can't think about that success. I've wondered how many like amazing ideas I've shut down right out of the gate in the hangar because because of the part of my brain that says "Eh, there's no way, and then I move on. Yeah, uh, that's something that I, I think in the last couple of years, anytime that someone says, you know, I, I hear about an opportunity or someone says, oh, I think you'd be good at this, where a few years ago I would say, no, there's no way. Yeah, I've I've had to consciously fight and I've I've even told my wife, I said, I need you to to tell me to fight me on things when I try to like fight myself <laughs> to say, just try it out because, just, yeah. because why mm-hmm. not? Mm hmm. Because be be willing to fail, be yeah. willing to be okay with with trying something and not going well, yeah, because yeah. then you're, what what's happens? You're, you're in the same spot you are right now, right, but then what if it hits, right, Wow, you've completely like shifted your circumstance at the beginning, uh, going back to this the the ridiculous thirty one days of whatever, I think it was like four days in, and you and I were having coffee. And I looked at you and I said... Every other day, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I feel like something big is going to happen. And I, I said, I don't know what that is. And I don't get this feeling very often. Right. But I feel like something's going to happen as a result of this. And I was like four or five days in. And then something something happened. Like yeah. something... It was, you know, it, <laughs> it's not like defining, but something actually happened as a result of it. Right. And I was able to get like a, a pretty big collaboration. As I won't go into it, but it just... It was bizarre. how I think the, you should go into it. <laughs> uh, it was, but just the shift of like, just grinding this thing out. In yeah. my case, it just so happened to be video. But for some people, it, in my wife's case, it's, waking up every morning at 4 a.m. to go running right for you it's grinding out the the ideas of like how can i take the mundane and how can i turn it into something relatable Mm -hmm. and you know it's it is that that tiny those tiny droplets every single day it it has to do with like the what we talked about the jerry seinfeld of the grind of of being willing to put in the work but i i think the the most the hardest work is is turning off that filter Mm. it's it's that filter of no i'm not good enough no i'm not funny enough no that's not good enough no i'm not gonna entertain that are you willing to 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 remove that and say whatever you're going for just to to entertain the idea that you're going to succeed no matter what right not that you will god i mean (laughs) god forbid but like i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get everything i want in life and that's okay and i have to realize that but can I imagine that I can exactly and I think the 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 main point is yes you're grinding those things out every single day and yeah maybe those things will shift your circumstance but the point is if you're that type of person who is able to and is fortunate enough to access the, access those things on a daily basis and maybe they pay your bills mm-hmm. maybe they kind of pay your bills maybe they're just a form of escapism it's you're doing those things, you're accessing that portion of your imagination to turn nothing into something because you love it. Yeah. You love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that root if if it comes from that place, then you you're already leaps and bounds ahead of the people who are trying to do it for monetary gain, for um for status gain, for any of those things that like the quote unquote wrong reasons. And it's it's easy to slip into those to say like, I want to do this because I want to get rich. <laughs> right. But then you have to kind of reel it in and say like, no, I love doing this. Like mm-hmm. I, I would be doing this if I weren't getting paid. Thankfully, I am getting paid yeah. a little bit. And, and and you accept it as like, okay, well, on to the next thing. And then you move on. The opportunity to sit in that space, that headspace. Yeah. And I, I have to, I have to remind myself almost constantly, like, not everyone gets to do this. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> a, <laughs> a, a fraction of the people you think get to do it, get to do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not there, like, holy, No. But I get to we're do it. We're not sitting here. We're not in a, in a Scrooge McDuck vault full of money right now. <laughs> like, <we're laughs> it's very unlevel. Like, Our drinks are spilling everywhere. It's fine. (laughs) The the beer is reacting with the gold coins. I'll just turn on the wine faucet in the corner. (laughs) It'll just fill our drinks back up. What a life we live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, All right. So. Yeah. 60 seconds. Do we have to to start thinking about what does imagination look like in the future? I, I think, okay, I actually have a a pretty good response to this. I went first last time, so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to make you go first I'll this go first. time. Um, let me pull up the timer real quick. All right, you ready? Yeah. And go. go. So it's interesting that our topic right now is imagination. I think imagination is going to continue to shape our future, and the people who have the good ideas, the creative thoughts, the, the – for the testicular fortitude to say, this is what the things are going to look like in the future. They're the ones who are going to be leading the charge. And that wasn't always the case. It was almost always the, the people who pulled the strings, the people who pointed the fingers and say, this is the way to go. I think the people leading the charge are the ones who have the imaginative thoughts. Right now we have a small handful of those those leaders in place. But I think that, that the, the number of those people is going to start to grow Uh, hopefully i'll be in those ranks hopefully jordan will be in those ranks hopefully this podcast will be in those ranks uh (laughs) but again the idea of like taking the imaginative ideas and saying like this is what i define as as our foreseeable future and i say we go for it Nice, 60 seconds okay boom (sighs) testicular fortitude i was about to say that's it let it be known (laughs) episode 16 the first time testicular fortitude was Mm. dropped uh all right my turn go all right my my uh six seconds is not gonna be nearly as positive and optimistic <laughs> we're um, all dead so <laughs> we're all dead no i i'm worried that i guess it's, it, in a way it, it can be positive but i'm worried that with the rise of technology and screens mm. and with with cell phones being every pocket and a child younger and younger and younger every year that imagination is not is going to be more and more stifled not not necessarily with teachers and parents who don't like it but because Kids are constantly entertained, and they're not—they don't have the time to be bored. Mm. They don't have the time to create to be ninjas and fighting every blue car that comes down the road. Um, But with that, I think the people who really want to pursue um, creative careers and to be to be creating things on a daily basis—that opportunity is going to grow because it's not going to be normal. It's not going to be something that's so sought after. So every kid wants to be a YouTuber. But does every kid have the have the wherewithal to go through the motions of putting in the work? And I don't think they will. The testicular fortitude. The testicular like. <laughs> fortitude. Right. It's true. It's true. So I, I think I think uh, with that rise of screen time, yeah, I'm going plus my sixty that's seconds, fine, man. With you that rise be. of screen time, people are going to be so much less willing mm. to to do that work to sit there and be bored yeah. because that's going to be so weird. I mean. I feel like in a couple decades, no one's going to be like, "I'm bored," because they're going to be like, "Bored." No, instead of "I'm bored," people are going to be like, "I'm on Instagram." That's what it is. That's what it is now. It's It's going to be something new. It's going to be like a collective room gasp. (laughs) I'm bored. (gasps) Like the record, the the iPod record scratch. scratch. (laughs) The guy (laughs) has a soundboard and he pushes the record record scratch scratch sound effect. (laughs) What? That word has thus been extinct, right? Because. Boredom is notoriously not what someone wants to feel. Boredom is not something people want to feel. Oh, we combat it. We combat it daily. Yeah. But there is such there uh, that's where imagination comes from. Yeah because otherwise you're not going to sit down because you can always be entertained. Yeah. And it's always easy to be passively entertained by something oh than it's gosh. to sit and try to let those those gears in your brain turn and fight against that to create something special. And I'm I'm so guilty of just coasting that oh, like Absolutely. I have to fight that consciously like uh, why. <laughs> right. I could go downstairs <laughs> and I could I could play Fortnite. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that because what's, I need to sit here and be bored for five minutes. Yeah. And what's worse is like, you know, for every microsecond that I'm sitting around not being bored when I'm not actively doing something, if I'm just resting. When was the last time you, my, you, you went to the bathroom and didn't take your smartphone with you? 97. <laughs> right? 1997. Right? Because doesn't that sound like the worst thing in the world? I had to read a shampoo bottle yeah. now because I forgot my smartphone. I have to stare at my feet. And do oh what? Gosh! And do what? I just think fun? about what's coming out of me right now. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't like one that. of the big one of the big sort of like um, repercussions that I kind of think of now. Like, it, I, you know, I get home and it's been a it's been a, a long day of work, and my wife has had a long day of work, and like we just want to sit on the couch and just
1: veg. veg out.
0: And of course, right now in 2018, you do that by sitting down on the couch kicking off your shoes and pulling out your phone or your laptop or your (laughs) iPad. But I I have so much of this fear that I'm imprinting that on my children, Mm. that they're seeing that this is how you exist in the downtime. You've talked about it before. Yeah. And it scares me. It scares me a lot. And I, 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 fortunately I'm able to catch myself, but I'm not doing it as much as I care to admit. I'm not doing it nearly as much as like I, like. I want to be able to be the person who, like, I want my kids to almost call me out and be like, wait, aren't, I thought you said you'd put your phone upstairs when you're home. Mm. But they see it and they're like, oh, there's just dad and, and mom on their phones. That's what they do. I mean, I don't even have kids. And I realize <sighs> that my wife and I will do that to each other. We'll yeah. we'll, sit, we'll come home and I'll be like, oh, she's just looking at Instagram. Well, I guess I can look at Twitter for for yep. ten minutes. Yep, and it, it's like a it it allows me to to get in that zone where I'm just kind of passively. It's so hard. It's it's bad. So it's tough. not good. It's so tough. It's a terrible habit. And we 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 say that to each other. We're like, and we'll sit there for ten minutes and then in silence. Yeah, and we'll say, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because it's easy to slip into that yeah. and then you find something and then the rabbit hole of the internet is endless and sure. infinite and amazing. I mean, it would and- be better if I mean, th- it gets a little better when I I I pull up Reddit. I'm like, "Hey, let's look at 10,000 gifts together at least." <laughs> Reddit's amazing. It's true. <laughs> let's at least share the experience. Yeah yeah yeah, and my wife and I have been trying to get better at that we've been like we've had active conversations of like you know what let's actually put our phones in other rooms yeah and if people have to call me if it's an emergency I'll check my I'm gonna check my phone in five minutes it's fine and uh I've tried to get better at like the like the like the walk by I don't know if you've noticed how (laughs) like how uh how long the gaps have been to me like responding to your text messages when I'm at home I've taken it very personally (laughs) good, good. <laughs> i just do it to you I just do it son to you. of a bitch <laughs> but i try i try and put my phone like on a surface away from me yeah and like if i get up to go get a drink of water or whatever like which is like every like eight seconds uh <laughs> i'll like walk by my phone to make sure i didn't get a phone call from someone important sure, sure. and then there's like that weird like oh i'm gonna miss like a-, a million calls and you hit the home button and it's like nothing like Oh, oh yeah! No, no one, one loves me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it also is great, especially once you start get into the groove of like just being with a person that you're with. Right? Without that, you're like, right. okay, this is okay. I think we're yelling loudly <laughs> at each other. Why are, we, why are we both yelling about this? <laughs> no, that's true. There is also something that that you don't want to. <laughs> and maybe it's just me, but like if we're both sitting on our phones. Um, if she's the first one to say, "Okay, we're putting our phones down," I instantly feel judged. I'm like, "Oh no, oh yeah, I did this." Yeah, you never want to <laughs> be the you know. You always want to be the person to initiate that. You don't want to be the initiatee. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And you're like,
0: I'm a monster. So, wait is there is there an easy way to do that? <laughs> I don't know. Is the, uh, I haven't because, found it. I haven't found I'll it. Because I'll sit there and I'll be like, "Oh man, we're both doing this, and we both don't want to be doing this." Yeah, I feel mm. like there should be like a universal like. A universal phones down safe word, right? And actually, <laughs> we guilt free. I remember uh, Han and I were in premarital counseling, and we were talking about how do we approach issues that are like sensitive. Like, mm. do we have quote unquote safe words <laughs> about things, and and almost to transport yourself out of that confrontational oh, period God. of being like, it's so "I, love. you're the bad one, I'm the good one," but more about. We just need to acknowledge what's happening and be okay with it. We're on the same team, but we need to realize so this yell, is an issue. you be present, as you stuff your phone in your pocket. <laughs> that works great, doesn't it? It's so good. And she slaps me when she does it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> you never pay attention to me. And then you stuff your phone. <laughs> she doesn't do that because I'm secretly into it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but being, being able to be okay with that confrontation, it's uh, tough. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, and my my first instinct when I get called out on it is like, well, well, what are you? Wow, well, these are emails, and i I'm providing yeah. for my family. And fortunately, I, I've had I've I've gotten to the point where when I do get called out, on it, yeah, my first instinct is defensive. You get defensive, and yeah. then I realize like you're at right, as being an asshole. Let me put my I know, phone down. I'm I know. sorry. I'm sorry because defensiveness <laughs> is it's your brain saying uh, they're right, they're right, they're right, they're yeah. right. Cover yeah. it up. I've been trying to be so good about it. I know, it's so hard. I know. And yeah, and I, I want to foster that that environment for my kids. I want to foster the environment of like, mom and dad don't value their their phones over their time with each other yeah. over their time with you. Like, because I mean, to bring it back to imagination, <laughs> I'm like we need that time to be bored by ourselves yep. to to foster creativity. But also, what could what does it look like to foster creativity with someone that you love with your yep. spouse to 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 be willing to talk and and discuss and dream with the person that you cherish the most. Yeah, I I think uh, words from your mouth. I think probably And eye contact. I like to think so. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's a good, <laughs> damn start. <laughs> All right, so I think it's verdict time. I think it is verdict. verdict. Time. verdict now this is this is complicated because this is really complicated. It's. It's not just like was it good or bad because there there are other things here present between things have changed okay over the years, so we have to think about imaginary up works, what? <laughs> Why well, don't want to do it then? You have imaginary hairs in imaginary places. <laughs> Your imaginary oh no, voice very gets Imaginarily real. deeper. <laughs> you start to notice imaginary girl. No, that's not. No, well, they, maybe. they were imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I cu- I cut off your train. Sorry, of thought. Um, I was gonna say we live in different times, and so how do we judge imagination? Is it based on, are we just are we looking at what does imagination look like to us as adults now with all of technology where it is? Do we look at, did we just enjoy it? When we get both. to that special place I, now, is it as good as it used to be then? I think it uh, d- was the the pure, unfettered, unfiltered version of imagination mm. that, yeah, man, it was probably self-serving uh, as a kid. That whole experience of just coming up with the two planets smashing together in your room <laughs> for 10, 15, 20, 24 <laughs> days. Um, was, was that experience better than now the ability to maybe have to turn it on or to have to revel in that to foster an idea Mm. or like which experience to you is better i think right now it's become more of a necessary thing yeah because there's not a lot of times when i'm sitting around just like soaking in my imagination <laughs> there are times yeah my brain wanders for yeah, sure yeah. but we don't we don't admittedly let our brain wanders as much wander as much as we should because right. we have our phones in our pockets. it's interesting that that <clears throat> that feeling of just letting your mind go yeah um there was a time when i was doing you probably remember this polyphasic sleeping where i was waking up i was taking some small naps throughout the day but sleeping a smaller amount of time at night and so i was waking up at like 4 a.m every day and I was doing, I was doing some editing work, and I was, I was writing, and it was weird that being in this weird sleep-deprived state, my mind wasn't quite awake enough to have that, that filter of like stopping myself from being like, oh, that's not good enough, oh, that's not funny mm-hmm. enough, oh, that's not whatever. It's like Which that, great that place to it's be. like that person wasn't awake yet. That person is <laughs> awake wake up till six thirty or seven a.m. <laughs> and so I, I, I need to. I feel like I have to go back to doing this sometime because. I got some of that the most satisfying creative time during You're that period just because <laughs> because of that person that that guard at the door, that mm. bouncer, the creative bouncer wasn't present. He wasn't at work yet, right? And so I was able to just be able to explore mm. that space and 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 just at least get it down on paper or on the word document and then later I could you know when the editor of my own work came out yeah. when the bouncer was present then I could kind of filter out the stuff that I didn't like that much right but being able to just be have that freedom was was so satisfying yeah so you were getting kind of the best of both worlds at that point of like the the kid sitting in his room for 10 minutes with two malt whoppers just smashing them <laughs> together <laughs> that's because... what it felt like for a while <laughs> yeah um, um yeah so I, I I don't know I I think there's it's almost like realizing when, as a kid, you don't have that opposition. The opposition are is actually, it's people. It's it's your parents. It's teachers. It's people who are stopping you from accessing that creative side of your brain. Hmm. And when you're adult, that might come from, from external factors. It might come from a boss or coworkers or, or a spouse or parents or whomever. But most of all, it comes from yourself. Oh, yeah. And so if... If and when you are able to get past that point, if you're able to sh- to take that filter away, to get that bouncer to go home, um, I think that becomes so much more satisfying because you realize what you've been missing so long. Yeah. And there are times I don't get it. I'd say that it, more often than not, I'm not getting to that point during the day. It it is a slog, a lot of those days. But those are the days that, like we said, you got to just sit down and do the work, and you can find things that are good mm. but it might not be that magical moment that yeah. we talked about the creativity where you access that part and you're like it's just it's clicking oh, it's right when you, there when you hit those magical moments it is full blast we've done we've done those like to together yeah. like coming up with ideas when you hit that point you just kind of look at each other and we're like this is it Shh, don't <laughs> sh, don't say anything don't breathe <laughs> you'll, you'll, we'll you'll lose it. Away. we'll lose it which uh, speaking of which we had an intro all planned out for today's <laughs> podcast and we forgot it. We promptly forgot <laughs> it. We had it and we lost it. <laughs> we were writing down all these things in Word documents yeah. and then we came up with it and then we just closed our laptops and yeah, walked away. We walked away. So if anyone <laughs> finds it, you know, send it to, uh, to us, please. So, yeah, I, th- I think for, for the, my verdict, I think it's better as an adult because I realize the opposition that I'm up against. And once I get there to be able to access that that unfiltered version it it's more satisfying now because i do have to work for it mm-hmm. whereas when i was a child it was simple it mm-hmm. was easy but i mean it also wasn't good I was, <laughs> I was i was i was i was pushing chocolate malt balls together or now if that's not good <laughs> what? it was probably great what if two whoppers pushed together was like like the antithesis of flavor like <laughs> In Ratatouille when he's, like, combining flavors and then, like, the little, like, paint swatches are, are like, swirling around on yeah, the black background. Yeah. Like, if you push two Malt Whoppers together, like, that's the, that's the genesis of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. That's what it was. And it's no one's going to know. No one's done it except for 10-year-old Jordan <laughs> in his room. And I, did I take, it. I take a bite, and then my eyes turn into swirl of colors. <laughs> you just turn into matter, like into energy itself, and you're in your room, floating around above your body. Oh my gosh, I'm Doctor Manhattan, just like <laughs> <laughs> you're just Doctor Strange, floating around in in the multi multiverse. <laughs> this is two whoppers. What happens if I do three? So you're you're going with I'm gonna go with an adult. it's better as an adult because I understand how difficult it is to achieve that and to, okay. to I, I appreciate imagination so much more now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same. Ooh. I'm gonna go as an adult. Because I have, uh, again, the understanding of how to wield it mm-hmm. as an adult now. Not as a weapon. Uh, oh. As not a as weapon. a weapon. <laughs> Holy. My brother is invisible forever now. Uh, We've never acknowledged him. <laughs> people are like, you have a brother? And I say, no. Not anymore? No. And then I start singing. Ah. I got no strings to hold me down. They made me feel. Josiah's yeah. just behind you, just sobbing. Yeah. And then I get swallowed by a whale. Oh. And then a cricket has to come save me. He does. When you wear some honest Weirdest looking cricket ever. Um, but because I have to, uh, on a daily basis, have to figure out how to turn that faucet on and off and utilize it as. Uh, as a driving force for providing for my family, Oof. I've come to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, and uh, again, the, the that peek behind the curtain is something I'm fascinated by. From writers to actors to directors to cinematographers, the creative process fascinates me because mm-hmm. it's so different, and it's it's the same monster for everybody. <laughs> it's and, it is bizarre because <laughs> it is different for every person, but. For every single person individually, it changes day to day. Yeah, it does. It does. What worked for me yesterday, like if I'm like, sl- uh, slogging is such a great word. Yeah. Like slogging through the I, the creative process of that trying mug. to get to the core, that gold nugget of the idea. And then you get to part A and then you say, okay, I need to take a break. And then tomorrow you come back to it you're like, all right, revisiting that process and then nothing. Crickets. You're <laughs> like, what the hell? I, this worked Jiminy so crickets. well yesterday. It's like, no, today... You need to ride a unicycle and play the accordion while wearing a kilt. God, it's And so then true. the idea is you're like, oh, uh, right. The old unicorn kilt, uh, un- unicorn, unicycle. <laughs> That's the and third the day. The third day is the unicycle <laughs> and the unicorn, and then you have to fight. Yes. And then you have to rip the, the unicorn Unicycle joust, And then you have to put ice cream into the unicorn of horn. Of course. Right, and then you sprinkle unicorn tears, uh, uh, and then it spills into your kilt. And then that is how um, that's how you empire. provide for your family. Every <laughs> that's day. how entourage came about. <laughs> 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 Just cherry pivoting it, perfect, curled. perfect. <laughs> Filling a unicorn horn with with ice cream, done. Adult, I w- adult, is this the first time we've both gone as every single episode we say it's the first time that whatever we're doing at that time there's a a, is this the first time no i'm sure what's your name again who is where are we (laughs) what's this microphone shaped thing that's recording my thoughts (laughs) my thoughts (laughs) so yeah double adults double adults we do wish we had grown up wait Mm. we do want to grow up no do we I do. I do. Sometimes wish I had more of that unfiltered imaginative process. I, I as want a child. that in the brainstorming process, yeah. but the editing process. I like that adult d- Jordan. You don't want ten year old Jordan. You don't Jordan want ten year old Jordan. Ideas. Yeah, no. That needs more whoppers. Get back in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.